Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the white vans, except no white vans as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Uh, today is just me. I'm going to be talking through uh, an episode that I'm called, that uh, we're basically talking about which ability has the most advantage 1v1. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple of different abilities from different anime um, and just talk about which one has the most advantage in a 1v1 fight. Um, but before I get into this, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. And if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk number one and two. There you will find updates and news in regards to upcoming giveaways um, and upcoming episodes. So, um, first of all, guys, I, I, before I kind of go through the rest of this bill, I just want to first of all apologize for not being able to put out a whole bunch of content the last couple of weeks i know i've been slacking the show is still going it's still going strong um i have just been completely swamped um and just i've had a lot going on outside of um outside of the show um with work and coaching football seasons getting ready to get started back um i'm doing a lot of crazy stuff right now um as far as just like i said work and football and trying to get some career certifications and things like that so it's just been absolutely busy plus um you know there's just been other things just kind of going on and the the show is still going to go on and i'm back um going forward but um man it's just been it's just been crazy so thank you guys for those of you who have stuck around i know that sometimes when you're listening to shows like this especially podcasts if there's no consistency usually people kind of walk away so shout out to the people who have still been rocking with me throughout the whole process um i mean this is just a moment of vulnerability just for me but like guys it was it was just really frustrating and really just tough the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months putting our content i know you know obviously i'm an indie podcaster um that's first and foremost like i'm not this is not my you know my my job this is not my you know my day one thing this is something that i kind of do in my leisure and when i first started this i wanted this to be something um that was you know fun i told myself that i didn't want to get you know wrapped up in numbers and i didn't want to get wrapped up in you know popularity and all this stuff or whatever um but for for a second there it um it did start kind of affecting me like you know my numbers have kind of been on a decline and i don't know what really sparked that um and it kind of took a little bit of my motivation away from this i originally want the show just to be something i did for fun talk about anime if people listen people liked it then that was awesome if they didn't whatever i didn't really care but the more that I kind of started looking at numbers and I got swept up in the, well, you know, this isn't working and why don't people like me and blah, blah, blah. Like the more that I got into that, the more my motivation kind of waned. So um, I'm back. Um, like I said, I, I am back, guys. I will continue to push out episodes going forward. Um, like I said, I just needed a, a minute and I, I got that and I think I'm in a better spot not necessarily focusing on that stuff um and just kind of going back to the content um you know 
like I said, just kind of like we never missed it. So thank you for those who stuck around. Thank you. Uh, welcome to, I guess, if you're new to the show, welcome, because uh, you just got a real part of me, uh, your very first episode. So welcome to the show. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I've been. If anybody's been curious, um, you know, that's just where I've been. Like I said, I'm going to finish out this season, um, see what it looks like going forward. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm trying to kind of get myself back in the swing of things so bear with me um with all that in mind now that i'm out of there let me get up off my soapbox uh let me know when you guys follow if you dislike or like an episode i love interacting with you the fans and as always there may be spoilers ahead so you have been warned shout out to the homie alejandro um so now that i kind of got that the groundwork and the foundation kind of laid out um i want to go through some of these different uh, abilities um and like i said which ability has the most advantage in a one-on-one or 1v1 fight um this is a shout out to zay d from black anime society um so it actually had i believe it there's six of these um so basically i'm going to go through three we'll take a quick break and uh we'll be back to talk about the last three and then i'll talk about which one i think has the most advantage in a 1v1 fight um so the first one um is actually and i'm going to kind of go through this one as the move name the user the show that the that the user and the the, uh, ability is from a little bit of the description and then talk about some of the weaknesses so the first one um is the red threat of fate um, thread. I don't know why I said threat, but the red thread of fate. That's from Vanessa, um, for from the show Black Clover, which I saw somewhere that we're finally getting a final arc. So that's going to be absolutely amazing. Can't wait to see what that's talking about. A lot of the good shows that are starting to wrap up, that are getting ready to start wrapping up. Um, and I didn't think I was really going to fall in love with this show. I think I've talked about this on other shows uh, or on ep- other episodes, but I didn't think I was going to fall in love with Black Clover the way I did. But I, I actually like it. I says. Uh, I still all that yelling sometimes still kind of gets on my nerves still kind of annoying but um I digress but uh the move description so with an open grimoire the user creates a cat from red thread by simply touching a target the cat can change the outcome of a subsequent event to something more favorable for the user the cat only protects those about whom the user cares however Someone physically near the user can benefit from the change fates. The cat also only reacts to direct attacks, so the user and their allies can be transported, restrained, or indirectly attacked while the spell is active. Um, so that's kind of what the ability is. We saw um, Vanessa use this a couple of times. Um, and I can't remember what she called the cat. The cat had a name. I just can't. Rouge. That's what it was. Um, and this this ability actually seems pretty dope because, I mean, even if you were just kind of luckily standing right beside the user, if it wanted to protect you or if it just so happened to protect you, you would have an opportunity to be protected. So that's really cool. It can kind of change your fate. Um, so let's go ahead and kind of get into some of the weaknesses uh, for this one. So because it is made of thread, the cat can unravel to propel itself quickly and to dodge incoming attacks as well as widen its area of effect by reaching a single strand out to a distant ally. So I said that, um, I mean, I guess that's still kind of a little bit of description, but to me, it's also, I think it's a little bit of a disadvantage or weakness because, um, 
we saw when Rouge was in a big fight, um, the more that it unraveled, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the more they unraveled, it kind of lost its ability um, a little bit more. And a huge weakness is it places a huge strain on Vanessa as long as it's active. So um, I believe in a, there was a fight. It was pretty much a battle of attrition. And Vanessa was having a really hard time because this type of magic um, cast and uses a huge uh, part of her, you know, her magic. So um, it's a huge strain on the user itself. Um, and like I said before. It doesn't necessarily always work. It only protects those whom the user cares about, um, which obviously, you know, she's a black bull. So obviously it takes care of the black bulls, but um, it's just a lot to be, uh, to be, you know, uh, like I said, it's just a huge strain on Vanessa. Um, so the next one uh, is the eraser quirk. Uh, so the user is eraser. The show is My Hero Academia. Um, another show that I didn't think that I was gonna fall in love with, but I did. And Deku was a little bit more whiny in the very beginning. He's kind of mellowed out a little bit, so I can get behind it. Um, so let's talk about the mood description. So eraser essentially allows the user to cancel out the quirk of anyone they look at. Um, so when eraser is active, is activated, um, Shota is able to disable a person's quirk factor until he closes his eyes. He only needs one part of the target's body to be within his sight for Eraser to take effect. Since most people in the world rely on quirks for combat purposes, this makes Shota an extremely bothersome opponent for anyone to deal with. Um, eraser had also um it also it also seems to generate an anti-gravity phenomenon around the user's head while active when shota has incorporate which shota has incorporated into his use of the binding cloth so if you've ever watched him fight you know that um, when he's fighting he ends up using like this cloth that he kind of wears around his neck um which you know kind of makes it even better and it even an even better um ability for him um, he can use and activate it on multiple targets at once and stays in effect even if the user looks elsewhere as long as their eyes stay open um, so the weakness the big thing for this one is um, eraser requires the user to see the target's physical body in person in order to activate which can be avoided by simply hiding behind obstacles or obscuring the user's vision <clears throat> it also doesn't count if what the user sees is merely a, a construct controlled by the opponent such as an object uh, subject of such as an object so if there's something that's being controlled or something that is um I don't know something that's like you're hiding or something like that or something like a puppet or something like that it doesn't necessarily uh, it can't necessarily count and it de doesn't necessarily work on that the effects of eraser can last as long as Shota can keep his eyes open after activating it um, it does not affect appendages originating from mutant mutant type quirks but it can impair their function as the quirk factor that incorporates all the mechanisms necessary for a quirk to work properly will be temporarily nullified um so essentially like i said it's, it's letting you know that it also doesn't work on like appendages or mutant types um and things like that it can kind of temporarily nullify them but can't, that doesn't necessarily stop them um the other thing so because of eraser shota suffers from dry eye syndrome which limits 
the amount of time he can keep it active. Because of this, he carries a small bottle of eye drops with him at all times. Um, so this one is really important because if you see Shota, then you understand that like as you're looking at him, he always has like these like drained eyes, um, and he's always got like you said the little eye drops and things like that kind of going around when he's walking around because he needs this. It's kind of it's a good way. Uh, this weakness is a really good way to kind of negate him being just a super OP character. I think that they did the same thing with All Might in the very beginning. Like, we knew that All Might was, like, the strongest character ever. But at the same time, they kind of nerfed him in a way because of that blow that he took on his side and everything like that. Um, and the fact that he had a time limit on how long he could actually stay in this, like, god form. Um, they did the exact same thing with Eraser because if they didn't, those two alone would have been absolutely OP. Um, so they did a really good job of kind of nerfing him. But that's a huge weakness for me. Obviously, you have having to see the physical body, keep your eyes open uh, without blinking, and then um, make sure like you're walking around because you have constantly dry eyes. But you need your eyes in order for you to use your ability. So it's just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a give and take. You know, death by the by the sword. Twenty twenty. Um, hindsight being twenty twenty. I don't know. I, hindsight. Um, but yeah, um, it's a double-edged sword is what I was going for. Don't know why I said hindsight being 2020, but anyway, double-edged sword is what I was, what I was referring to. Um, so the next one, before we get into, uh, our commercial break, uh, the next one is inverted world from Shinji, um, from bleach, uh, the move description inverted world uh, AKA upside down world, um, is the, the actual name of the move when spun the sword uh, his sword basically creates a pink mist those who smell its pleasant aroma fall subject to an optical illusion um, somewhat like a genjutsu um, Shinji describes the release technique as something like a trump card up and down up and down left and right as well as forward and back or reversed however it is not just the sense of direction that has changed the opponent's eyesight direction of incoming attacks and injury locations are also inverted Shinji claims that countering the damage from or yeah no yeah countering the damage from the inverted directions simply by processing it all within the mind is not possible no matter how powerful the opponent, especially if one is accustomed to fighting, their body will not be able to adapt due to the reflexes preventing proper reaction, which causes them to constantly succumb to the power's effect. The effect of inverted world can be targeted at or negated from specific opponents, making it, making it ideal for use in a group fighting. It is also... Um, it also severely affects the equilibrium of those its power is used uh, is used on giving them vertigo, causing confusion, disorientation, and or nausea. Um, Shinji has further trained it in its use to allow it to invert the words that he says as well. Um, so all of this to say, basically, it's an inverted world. So up is down, down is up, and left is right, and right is left, forward is back, and everything like that. But it also takes it a step further um, by the damage. So basically taking the damage that you end up taking, it's throwing off your equilibrium, messing you up every time, single time that you're fighting. You're trying to heal or you're trying to do anything. It's You're basically just swept up in this world of like confusion and disorientation. Um 
that's a really cool attack too. And I like Shinji's character. He looks like like one of those like old Beetle, like the Beetle characters, or like what was that dude's name, Mad Mob or whatever his name was, or Mad Mo or whatever. The dude from um Mad Mod, I want to say is what his name was from um uh Teen Titans. Um, I like his character design. I mean, he's got a really dope mask too. His uh his hollow mask is pretty dope too. Um, the weakness for this one though is omnidirectional and area attacks. Uh, by attacking in all directions, an opponent can bypass the disorientation effects caused by his ability. So it's still pretty OP. But if you're one of those type people, especially like a Kenpachi or somebody in this universe that uses a lot of omnidirectional or area attacks, um, you have an opportunity to bypass and just kind of actually, you know, attack without use um without being affected so much um from this ability just because if you're attacking all places at once eventually at some point you'll end up hitting i guess in all of these inversions eventually one of those will potentially could potentially hit him um, if it's targeted at the right spot so that's kind of tough um especially if you got like a wild fighter like somebody who doesn't mind just kind of you know throwing wild punches or something like that like imagine if you were i don't know like luffy like if you just sit around and use like a gum gum no gatling and just hit him with you know a gatling barrage in all these different directions or something like that eventually you'd end up you know kind of knocking out shinji so that's something that you got to kind of take into um consideration so what we're going to do is take a quick commercial break guys uh, i'll be right back um we're talking like i said which ability has the most advantage in a 1v1 fight i've already talked about um the red thread of fate from vanessa on black clover um eraser quirk from eraser on my hero academia uh, and we had inverted world from shinji on bleach so we'll be right back with the last three i'll wrap it up and then i'll give you kind of my opinion on which one i think is most advantageous in a 1v1 fight be right back all right guys welcome back from the commercial break so let's go ahead and get into the next uh three and then we'll wrap it up i'll kind of tell you which one i think is most advantageous in the 1v1 fight um so let's go ahead and jump straight into full counter from meliota's seven deadly sins full counter basically enables the wielder to reflect attacks aimed at them at uh and aims them back at their enemy but with more than double the power therefore the stronger the opponent's power the stronger the user's power becomes there are two variations of full counter meliotis can only reflect magic attacks and uh esterosa can only reflect physical attacks love seven deadly sins i've talked about the show at, you know at length um absolutely love it love Meliotis meliotis's ability here um, now the weakness for this one is the user cannot initiate any attacks themselves and they would not be able to reflect the text if the opponent does not allow them to read the nature and timing of their attacks so with Meliodas using this ability we've seen that the homie is, is pretty good at uh, reading the nature and timing of people's attacks. We've seen him fight multiple times with just no, with nothing but the hilt of a sword. He didn't even have a blade at the time um, so yeah this is a pretty strong ability um so i um, i have a moment so i was talking to someone about this before i remember back playing pokemon and everybody was like oh dude wabafet sucks like the old pokemon wabafet everybody hated on wabafet nobody really liked them but looking at it like 
he was pretty strong. He had mirror coat and like all these like counters and all this stuff and everything like that. And I, when I think about Meliodas, I think about a pretty OP Wapafit. So yeah, shout out to Meliodas. Shout out to Wapafit. Um, so the next one is the, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna butcher this. Butcher this. The Kamui uh, Dimension. I'm pretty sure I Americanized that. Sorry about that. Um, from Obito on Naruto. Um, so this literally means a time-space dimension. It's an alternate space that was created by Obito's uh, Mangekyo Sharingan. Kakashi and Obito share the same dimension when teleporting objects due to the fact that each one has one of Obito's eyes. Um, so essentially with this one, it's a world where you can teleport items um, in between like different planes I guess you could say or different dimensions um, at one point uh, this is further evidenced by the fact that ob objects warped by the former ability with uh, were still able to interact with Obito despite the otherwise comprehensive intangibility because we know that when he was still kind of going between the guise of Toby um, he was going in and out of this different dimension um, but yeah he was still able to Kakashi was still able to, you know, uh, harm him um, during the, the fourth Shinobi World War. Um, so the weakness for this one is due to the two eyes being the only known pathways into and out of this dimension. There seems to be no further way of escaping. So obviously you get trapped up in there. There's no way that you're getting up out of there unless you have one of these eyes, at least from what we know. Um, and obviously the other and the more pertinent and big reason why this is a uh, with the weakness of this ability rather is that with the destruction of both obito's eyes and his departure to the pure land the path to this dimension is now sealed so sorry for the uh spoiler but you guys got the warning at the very beginning if you didn't know about that um but yeah so obviously if you get trapped in it you're not getting out um, at least not that we know of and now you can't even get into um into the dimension world at all so good luck on that one um so let's go ahead and jump right into the last one guys so the last one is the gravity manipulation by admiral fujitora from one piece um the zushi zushi no mai i believe is how you say this is a paramecia type uh devil fruit which allows the user to create and manipulate gravitational forces um so Whoever eats from this fruit um, is granted the power to create generation or generational gravitational forces of extreme potency. The ability user is able to move about living things and objects with little effort, ranging from debris to uh, from debris to send flying. Uh, okay, the ability user is able to move about living things and objects with little effort ranging from debris to send flying against an enemy in smaller or massive numbers to a massive uh, battleship so basically you're able to manipulate gravity um, send small rubble all the way up to big battleships um, it also gives them the opportunity to um, simulate flying i guess you could say as well um, and he can also levitate um, in the sense that like he uses rocks sometimes to kind of um, create like a field or like a gravitational field for him to kind of fly on and things like that. So um, it's a pretty cool ability, especially when you think about it like that. 
Now, the big weakness to this one, um, it seems that his gravitational uh, powers can be disrupted by attacking Fujitora himself, shown when Renoa Zoro used a projectile slash to interrupt the Admiral from keeping him held in a gravitational pan, enabling Zoro to escape from it. Additionally, people and subjects are capable of resisting the gravity if they are physically strong enough to maintain a hold on their current location. Other than that, the user is also affected by the standard devil fruit weaknesses. So all this to say, he can almost use like it seems like it's almost like a telekinesis when it comes to manipulating um, gravity and different things around him, like different debris, rocks, stuff like that. It gives him that peace. Um, it gives him that appearance. He can also levitate. He can fly. He can obviously distort gravity. But if you attack him directly, there's a good chance that you could potentially get out of uh, out of that ability or out of that uh yeah out of his gravitational pool just because i mean at that point he can't he's still you know a person like he can't just he can't just take all those hits over and over again so he's got to get out of the way so he's got to defend himself give you an opportunity to get out of it um also if you're strong enough to resist it there's a good possibility that you can fight back um but then the other thing to kind of add on to this and i always think that it's interesting is that because he's a marine um he still is he still can be affected by the standard devil fruit weaknesses so water the cuffs um that they use that have like the i don't know if it's water and like salt and stuff like that in the bracelets to where it kind of drains the devil fruit user's ability so it's crazy that he still would be you know kind of weak against those things so um yeah so that is all of the abilities I wanted to talk about, so the Red Thread of Fate from Vanessa Black Clover, Eraser Quirk, Eraser My Hero Academia or Academia, however you want to say it, um, Inverted World from Shinji on Bleach, Full Counter Melio to Seven Deadly Sins, Kamui um, Dimension, Obito Naruto, and Gravity Manipulation, Admiral Fujitora um, on One Piece. So. I'm going to say if there was a if there was an ability that I think that has the most advantage in a 1v1 fight, I don't think it would be Red Thread of Fate. I think that it's a good one, if, especially if you were in a fight um, where you were having to fight with other people and maybe it was a very defensive fight. You can't last with stamina because it's a huge strain on the user and it the Rouge really doesn't necessarily fight like it's more of a defense type thing or just kind of a support character so I'm out on that one Eraser is a really good one I do like it the problem with this one is the dry eyes that you're going to have with it the effect the fact that you really it's not really a strong um, attacking thing now obviously if he uses the binding cloth it makes it a little bit better um, but mm. It's kind of tough and if somebody's hiding behind something or they're using puppets it's kind of useless um can't really use it got to find the body first um i personally let's see if i was going to keep going down through this i love the inverted world that's probably one of my ones that i do like um but mm, I'm trying to think because I was kind of thinking about this as I was going through because I like to kind of go through things and then kind of go back in and give my answer. I would probably say out of all of these, obviously, or honestly, inverted world probably to me would be the best one in a fight only because, like I said, it messes with your messes with your ability to kind of figure out where you are. Like I said, the disorientation, the nausea, the throwing off your equilibrium 
throwing off your senses, like I said, that you're throwing somebody's left and right and up and down and all this stuff and moving them around, their forward, backwards, all these different things, while at the same time kind of disorienting their abilities and you're still able to attack too. So it's like at this point, the only thing, like unless somebody is just a wild mad slasher and is just out there just flailing their sword around and they get maybe a cheap shot or something like that, to me, this would probably be one of the ones, like personally, I think that is most advantageous 1v1 because, like I said, full counter, either either inverted world or the Kamui um, um, dimension. I know I keep saying that wrong. I'm just gonna say Obuso's ability because I don't wanna I don't wanna upset anybody by Americanizing this. So I would say those two because inverted world is pretty dope in the sense that, like I said, it throws you off. But the dimension Obuso's ability. Like, literally, he can just put you in there. Like, he doesn't have to even fight you. Dude can literally just look at you and just send you to this other dimension. And there's no way of you getting out. Unless you're Kakashi. Like, that's pretty OP. Like, I, I don't know. Because full counter requires you to attack. I mean, Meliodas was strong in his own right. Like, he could still, you know what I'm saying, mess you up. Like, don't, don't get it twisted. He'll still, he'll still, you know, mess you up. But... He can only reflect magic attacks. It'd be a different story if he had Esterosa's ability because then he'd be OP. Like, you wouldn't have to worry about anything. You'd already be strong, and then when somebody does try to hit you, you just t send their ability back at them full, you know, full counter and double the power. So, that'd be kind of dope. Uh, and then gravi gravity manipulation, that would probably be like a third one for me. Um, just because I think that any time that characters can manipulate gravity, I think it's really cool. Especially because, I mean, who doesn't want to fly? You can send stuff across the map, or not across the map, well, I guess across the map. But you can send stuff, flying, debris, ships, move things, shrink somebody down. You know, well, not shrink them down, but you know what I mean, like press them down with your abilities and things like that just because you know you're able to manipulate gravity around them the only thing that i don't necessarily like about this one is that your body is still susceptible to getting hit um so obviously if you if somebody's swinging at you or something like that or somebody sends a projectile at you you have to kind of break away from that or else you're going to take the damage and that gives them an opportunity to get away so you got to fight them again um and then obviously if they can resist it then you're just going to be sitting there kind of pulling on them or trying to manipulate and kind of fight them with them just kind of like nah i'm not doing that so personally i would probably say inverted world would probably be oof i mean obito's is probably the best one now that i'm thinking about it as i'm talking it through obito is probably the best one his is probably the best one because like i said i mean literally you can just send this man to another dimension whoever he's fighting he can just send him to another dimension call today we're done um but in inverted world is probably my second favorite one so that's what i'm going to go with i'm gonna go with kamui um dimension is going to be the one that i'm saying is most advantageous in a 1v1 fight so went ahead and went through that um i'm telling you that kamui is probably gonna be my favorite my favorite one i think the, the one that is most advantageous in a fight um so yeah so let's go ahead and wrap this up guys so thank you each and every one of you for sticking around and supporting the show again you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk the number one and two um make sure that you know 
when you guys uh, follow me on those pages, you let me know that you're following me on those pages. Thanks for giving me an opportunity just to kind of talk. I know that you're not necessarily giving me an opportunity because you couldn't stop me because I've already recorded the episode. Um, but thanks for giving me an opportunity to kind of explain exactly what's been going on with me and just kind of, like I said, keep rocking with your boy. Um, keep uh just keep listening you know what i'm saying just continue to be you like i always said at the end of the episode i try to say it always at the end of the episode but continue to be the light in a world full of darkness um continue just to be an amazing person um and continue to be the best version of yourself that you can be um as we go through this crazy crazy world um but anyway like i said i'm back guys i will be pushing out some more content so keep rocking with your boy sorry again about the pause um i'm feeling better though and uh hopefully everything is kind of not calm because it's just now ramping up but i'm in a little bit better a better space so continue to rock with your boy and like i said this has been matt st jack with anime talk look forward to talking to you guys next week peace mm-hmm.